0: everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it.
1: Today, we're reading over Nehemiah 11 to 13, and we're actually finishing the book of Nehemiah, which is exciting, uh, actually. We have the book of Malachi tomorrow, Malachi one to four, and then the next day we are into the New Testament. So if you've been with us from the beginning, we are very close to rounding out the entire Old Testament.
0: Super exciting! I actually can't believe that. It seems like it's been a long time coming, but here we are. Um, so anyway, finished out Nehemiah today, and quite honestly, I feel like I don't know. It feels like there's a lot of um, a lot of names.
1: There is quite a few names. And actually, Jenny hates reading names, and she got stuck doing it today. So Jenny gets a huge gold star for reading all the names. She always takes a lot more care to try to read them correctly than I do. So maybe that'll be obvious in the reading.
0: Yeah, definitely obvious. Anyway, um, so chapter 12 is what I was reading for today. and Something that stuck out to me is the fact that they are taking the time to dedicate the wall uh, the wall that they had built. So, like, they are literally, if you if you ever have a chance to look at a map of what the wall would have been surrounding uh, the temple and all of their space, it's actually, like, quite significant. So they're sending people all around to the different sections of the wall, to the different gates. Um, I'm assuming to just kind of, like, dedicate it. Uh, what it seems like there are women and children. Like, I think it's always interesting when they add that the women and children were also rejoicing because it's like, it's not just this like singled out, like super high up leaders. This is like, literally everyone is involved in this. This is a very like community driven thing. Um, but this is like no little, no little thing. Like they are marching around the entire area to make sure that it is dedicated, um, to the Lord and His will, which is kind of interesting. It's it, like a big deal.
1: It is a big deal because many of their religious gatherings were for only men as heads of the household mm. and spiritual fathers. Uh, but for the very, very significant gatherings, they would gather the entire congregation mm-hmm. of men, of women, and of children. So whenever you do see women and children present uh, in these gatherings, it's meant to be like a, a capstone, hallmark kind of gathering that's going to impact the congregation in a big way.
0: Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Um, something else that is, it caught my attention anyway. Was after we read about this, and they're like, kind of like, I don't know, putting the stake in the ground saying, This is the new beginning. We're starting over. Um, You had read in chapter 13, kind of a little, it sounded a little bit of like Nehemiah being like, Hey, knock it off.
1: Yeah, so this is interesting. So, Nehemiah 13, the heading is actually. the Israelites. The heading is actually Nehemiah's Final Reforms. So if you remember at the beginning of the book, Nehemiah is the cupbearer of Artaxerxes I. And he goes before Artaxerxes I and is saddened. And Artaxerxes is like, hey, what do you, what do you want? And he says, hey, I need to, I need to go to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And the king says, give me the time and I will let you go. So basically he needed to know, like, how long are you going to be gone? When are you going to come back? and I'll let you go. So Nehemiah does fulfill whatever that period of time is, and he returns uh, to Susa, to the king in Babylon, Persia. Um, Then he gets permission to come back again. So we're not quite sure how long Nehemiah was gone, but he was gone. And then he returns, and when he returns, he finds out that they're not honoring the Sabbath again. Not everybody, uh, but there is significant um, problems with people honoring the Sabbath. There is significant problems with people marrying foreign women. Uh, we, we've talked about before how it's not about what nationality the women are. It's about who their gods who are serving, yeah. and how it, it takes their hearts away from the God of the universe and mm-hmm. like towards idols. And actually... Uh, this jumped out to me. This is chapter 13 verse 26. Did not Solomon, king of Israel, sin on account of such women? Among these nations there was no king like him, and he was beloved by his God, and God made him king over all Israel. Nevertheless, foreign women made even him to sin.'ve um, mm-hmm. I've read this before, but it's never stuck out to me like it does today. Um, i I wasn't aware. That there is a moment where Solomon is pointed out as like, hey, he wasn't actually that great. Like he was, his heart was taken away from God because of all these foreign women. And I don't want the same thing to happen to you. So I think the important thing just to clarify and call out is that when when people of different heritage and nations are being called out, again, it's not about where they came from or like what their blood is or who their relatives are. It's about who they worship and where their hearts are. Are So when they are pushing people outside of the assembly, the assumption can be made that these are people who do not have their hearts aligned with God. And that becomes clear later in the chapter, because just a couple verses later in chapter 13, Nehemiah is saying, like, you are not following the Lord. And you're not following the Lord, just like Solomon wasn't following the Lord because his heart is being pulled in too many different directions toward idols and false gods. Mm -hmm. So it can make you uncomfortable. It can catch you off guard. um, But really, this is a group of people who are not fully faithful to God. And that is evident in chapter 13 because they're not taking the Sabbath seriously. Um, they're chasing after foreign women because they love other gods, and it's messing up the quality and the authenticity of the worship of the people. So we've talked many times on the podcast about how discipline is an important thing, and God disciplines those He loves. So when they're being pushed out of the assembly, it's to discipline them for not being close to God, not worshiping God. Um, and actually, like if you're if you're worried about the nationalistic part of things, if it seems to you like God is being unfair, uh, don't forget that Ruth, a very prominent person in the line of Jesus, is a Moabite. So certainly Mm -hmm. God's plan involved Moabites. Um, It's
0: almost just like, it's like keeping the temptation from even being a possibility. Exactly. Exactly. Which is helpful to think about.
1: It's one of the reasons that like careful reading of the word and studying the word is really important because Mm -hmm. you could read over that and be like, wow, God's super racist. But that's not what's going on at all. Mm -hmm. It's Nehemiah being concerned for the authenticity of people's worship because they do not want to be on this hamster wheel of disobedience. Oh my, no, they don't. So we have officially finished up Nehemiah. We're done with the book. Uh, It's it's you know, relatively shorter than some of the other ones we've read, but at the center of it is a restoration of God's people. Uh, Nehemiah is a fantastic leader. He's very concerned about the heart of his people. He's very concerned about his own personal character, how he leads his people. We can see Ezra lifting up the word of God and how important the word of God is to the people. And so it it sort of feels to me like we've come through this dark period of exile and there'll, there'll be dark periods to come, but This is a bright spot in what we've been reading, this bright spot of Nehemiah being sent by God uh, to set things straight and make things right, and so be encouraged by that. As far as the your part goes, uh, (laughs) this feels like a basic Sunday school answer, but continue to love the Lord with everything that's in you, and continue to reorient yourself closer and closer to God, because it's obvious that people tend to be drawn away from God, not towards him. You don't drift toward God, you drift Mm -hmm. away from him. Mm -hmm. So I just invite you to battle the drift in your life, uh, to draw near to the Lord, and make sure that your worship is authentic and in the right places. Uh, We'll be back again tomorrow uh, with Malachi, and that will be our final episode in the Old Testament. So if you've been hanging on, waiting for some Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Johns, (laughs) we'll be there very soon. Uh, We'll see you then. Thanks so much for listening to our take today. Before we get into the reading, if we could just ask you one thing. Uh, If you've been enjoying the podcast, if you could subscribe to us and then leave a rating and review, we'd love to hear from you. And every rating we get helps us reach more people. Ultimately, we're just trying to reach people with the truth of God's word, and your review will help us do that. So thanks so much for being invested in the podcast. Here's the reading for today. Nehemiah chapter 11. Now the leaders of the people lived in Jerusalem. And the rest of the people cast lots to bring one out of ten to live in Jerusalem, the holy city, while nine out of ten remained in the other towns. And the people blessed all the men who willingly offered to live in Jerusalem. These are the chiefs of the province who lived in Jerusalem, but in the towns of Judah everyone lived on his property in their towns, Israel, the priests, the Levites, the temple servants, and the descendants of Solomon's servants. And in Jerusalem lived certain of the sons of Judah and the sons of Benjamin. Of the sons of Judah, Athiah, the son of Uzziah, the son of Zechariah, the son of Amariah, the son of Shephthiah, the son of Mahalel, the sons of Perez, and Massiah, the son of Baruch, the son of Kolhozah, the son of Haziah, the son of Adiah, the son of Jorib, the son of Zechariah, the son of the Shilonite. All the sons of Perez who lived in Jerusalem were 468 valiant men. And these are the sons of Benjamin. Salu, the son of Meshulam, the son of Joed, the son of Padaya, the son of Kaliah, the son of Masai, the son of Ithiel, the son of Josiah, the son of his brothers, men of valor, nine hundred and twenty-eight. Joel, the son of Zikri, was their overseer, and Judah, the son of Hesanua was second over the city. Of the priests, Jediah, the son of Joriab, Jechan Sariah, the son of Hilkiah, the son of Meshulam, the son of Zadok the son of Merioth, the son of Ahitub, ruler of the house of God, and their brothers who did the work of the house, 822. And Adiah the son of Jehuram, the son of Peliah, the son of Amizah, the son of Zechariah, the son of Pasher, the son of Melchijah, and his brothers, heads of father's houses, 242. And Amasai, the son of Azarel, the son of Azazel, the son of Melamoth, the son of Immer. And their brothers, mighty men of valor, a hundred and twenty eight. Their overseer was Zabdiel, the son of Hegdolim. And of the Levites, Shemaiah, the son of Heshub, the son of Azkaram, the son of Heshbiah, the son of Bunni, the son of Shebthai, and Josabad of the chiefs of the Levites, who were over the outside work of the house of God. And Mattaniah, the son of Micah, the son of Zabdi, the son of Asaph, who was the leader of the praise, who gave thanks and Bechbiah, the second among his brothers, and Abda, the son of Shemua, the son of Galil, the son of Jeduthun. All the Levites in the holy city were 284. The gatekeepers, Aqab, Talmon, and their brothers, who kept watch at the gates, were a 172. And the rest of Israel, and the priests and the Levites, were in the towns of Judah, every one in his inheritance. But the temple servants lived in Ophel, and Zeha and Gishba were over the temple servants. The overseer of the Levites in Jerusalem was Uzi, the son of Bani, the son of Heshbiah, the son of Mataniah, the son of Micah, the sons of Asaph, the singers, over the work of the house of God. For there was a command from the king concerning them, and a fixed provision for the singers, as every day required. And Pithiah, the son of Meshebel, the sons of Zerah, the sons of Judah, was at the king's side in all matters concerning the people. And as for the villages with their fields, some of the people of Judah lived in Kiriath Arba and its villages, and Dibbon and its villages, and in Jezebel and its villages, and in Jeshua and Molada and Beth Pelet, and Hazar Shul and Beersheba and its villages, and Ziklag and Meconah and its villages, in An Rimmon and, and Zorah, in Jarmuth, Zenoa, Adjalam and their villages, Lachish and its fields, and Azekah and its villages. So they encamped from Beersheba to the valley of Hinnom. The people of Benjamin also lived from Geba onward at Michmash, Ayajah, Bethel, and its villages. Anathoth, Nob, Ananiah, Hazor, Ramah, Gideon, Hadid, Zeboim, Nabalat, Lod, and Ono, in the valley of the craftsmen. And certain divisions of Levites in Judah were assigned to Benjamin.
0: Chapter 12 these are the priests of the Levites who came up with the Zerubbabel, the son of Shetiel, and Jeshua, Sariah, Jeremiah, Ezra, Amariah, Maluk, Hattush, Shechemniah, Raham, Merimoth, Edu, Ginnathoi, Abijah, Majamin, Mediah, Bilgah, Shemaiah, Jorabib, Dedi- Jadiah, Selu, Amok, Hilkiah, Jediah, these were the chiefs of the priests, and of their brothers in the days of Jeshua. And the Levites, Jeshua, Binui, Kadmiel, Sherebiah, Judah, and Mataniah, who was his brothers who was in charge of the songs of thanksgiving. And Bakbukiah and Uni and their brothers stood opposite them in the service. And Jeshua was the father of Joachim, Joachim the father of Elishab, Elishab the father of Joidah, Joidah the father of Jonathan, and Jonathan the father of Jaduah. And in the days of Joachim were priests, heads of their fathers' houses, of Sariah, Moriah, of Jeremiah, Hananiah, of Ezra, Meshelam, of Amariah, jehoanan of Malachi, Jonathan, of Shabaniah, Joseph, of Harem, Adna, of Marioth, Helki, of Edu, Zechariah, of Ginnathon, Meshulam, of Abijah, Zikri of Miniamin, of Moabida, Palatai, of Bigla, Shemua, of Shemaiah, Jehonathan, of Jorib, Mattaniah, of Jediah, Uzi, of Saliah, Kaliah, of Amach, Eber, of Hilkiah, Heshabiah, of Jediah, Nethanel. In the days of Elishab, Joydah, Jonahan, and of Judah, the Levites were recorded as heads of the fathers' houses. So too were the priests of the reign of Darius the Persian. As for the sons of Levi, their heads of their fathers' houses were written in the book of the chronicles until the days of Jonahan the son of Elishib, and the chiefs of the Levites, Hashbaya, Sherebiah, and Jeshua the sons of Cadmiel, and their brothers who stood opposite them to praise and give thanks, according to the commandment of David the man of God, watch by watch, Mataniah. Backbukai, Obadiah, Meshulam, Talman, and Aqab were gatekeepers standing guard at the storehouses of the gates. These were in the days of Joachim, the son of Jeshua, son of Josadak, and in the days of Nehemiah, the governor of, and of Ezra, the priest and scribe. And at the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem, they sought the Levites In all their places to bring them to Jerusalem to celebrate the dedication with gladness, with thanksgiving and with singing, with cymbals, harps, and lyres. And the sons of the singers gathered together from the districts surrounding Jerusalem and from the villages of the Nedaphethites, also with Beth Gilgal, and from the region of Geba and Azmutheth, for the singers had built for themselves villages around Jerusalem. And the priests and the Levites purified themselves, and they purified the people and the gates and the wall. Then I brought the leaders of Judah up onto the wall and appointed two great choirs that gave thanks. One went to the south of the wall, to the dung gate, and after them went Hoshiah and half of the leaders of Judah, and Azariah, Ezra, Melisham, Judah, Benjamin, Shemaiah and Jeremiah, and certain of the priest's sons with trumpets, Zechariah the son of Jonathan, son of Shemaiah, son of Mathana, son of Micaiah, son of Zakur, son of Asaph, and his relatives, Sheremiah, Azrael, Malaliah, Galaliah, Maya, Nathanael, Judah, and Henaniah, with the musical instruments of David the man of God and Ezra the scribe went before them. At the fountain gate they went up straight before them by the stairs of the city of David, at the ascent of the wall, above the house of David, to the water gate on the east. The other choir, of those who gave thanks, went to the north, and I followed them with half of the people on the wall above the tower of the ovens to the broad wall, and above the gate of Ephraim, and by the gate of Yeshena and by the fish gate, and the tower of Heniel, and the tower of the hundred, to the sheep gate. And they came to a halt at the gate of the guard. So both choirs of those who gave thanks stood in the house of God, and I, half of the officials, with me, and the priests, Elikim, Messiah, Minimin, Micaiah, Elianai, Zechariah, and Hananiah, with the trumpets, and Messiah, Shemaiah, Eleazar, Uzi, Jehonan, Melchizedek, Elam, and Azar, And the singers sang with Jezariah as their leader. And they offered great sacrifices that day and rejoiced. For God had made them rejoice with great joy. The women and children also rejoiced. And the joy of Jerusalem was heard from far away. On that day, men were appointed over the storerooms, the contributions the first fruits and the tithes to gather into them the portions required by the law for the priests and for the levites according to the fields of the towns for Judah rejoiced over the priests and the levites who ministered and they performed the service of their god and the service of purification as did the singers and the gatekeepers according to the command of David and his son Solomon for long ago in the days of David and Asaph there were directors of the singers and there were songs of praise of thanksgiving to God. And all Israel on the days of Zerubbabel and the days of Nehemiah gave the daily portions of their singers and the gatekeepers, and they set apart that which for the Levites, and the Levites set apart that which was for their sons of Aaron.
1: Chapter 13 On that day they read from the book of Moses in the hearing of the people, and in it was found written that no Ammonite or Moabite should ever enter the assembly of God, For they did not meet the people of Israel with bread and water, but hired Balaam against them to curse them. Yet our God turned the curse into a blessing. As soon as the people heard the law, they separated from Israel all those of foreign descent. Now before this, Eliashib the priest, who was appointed over the chambers of the house of our God, and who was related to Tobiah, prepared for Tobiah a large chamber where they had previously put the grain offering, the frankincense, the vessels, and the tithes of grain, wine, and oil, which were given by commandment to the Levites, singers and gatekeepers, and the contributions for the priests. While this was taking place, I was not in Jerusalem, for in the thirty-second year of Artaxerxes, king of Babylon, I went to the king, and after some time I asked to leave the king, and came to Jerusalem. And I then discovered the evil that Eliashib had done for Tobiah, preparing for him a chamber in the courts of the house of God. And I was very angry, and I threw all the household furniture of Tobiah out of the chamber, then I gave orders, and they cleansed the chambers, and I brought back there the vessels of the house of God, with the grain offering and the frankincense. I also found out that the portions of the Levites had not been given to them, so that the Levites and the singers, who did the work, had fled each to his field. So I confronted the officials and said, Why is the house of God forsaken? And I gathered them together and set them in their stations. Then all Judah brought the tithe of grain, wine, and oil into the storehouses, and I appointed as treasurers over the storehouses Shalemiah the priest, Zadok the scribe, and Padiah of the Levites as their assistant, Hanan the son of Zachar, the son of Mataniah, for they were considered reliable, and their duty was to distribute to their brothers. Remember me, O my God, concerning this, and do not wipe out my good deeds that I have done for the house of my God and for his service. In those days I saw in Judah people treading wine presses on the Sabbath, and bringing in heaps of grain and loading them on donkeys, and also wine, grapes, and figs, and all kinds of loads, which they brought into Jerusalem on the Sabbath day. And I warned them on the day when they sold the food. Tyrians also, who lived in the city, brought in fish and all kinds of goods and sold them on the Sabbath to the people of Judah, in Jerusalem itself. Then I confronted the nobles of Judah and said to them, What is this evil thing that you are doing profaning the Sabbath day? Did not your fathers act this way? And did not our God bring all this disaster on us and all this city? Now you are bringing more wrath on Israel by profaning the Sabbath. As soon as it began to grow dark at the gates of Jerusalem before the Sabbath, I commanded that the doors should be shut and gave orders that they should not be opened until the Sabbath. After I stationed some of my servants at the gates, that no load might be brought in on the Sabbath day. Then the merchants and the sellers of all kinds of wares lodged outside Jerusalem once or twice. But I warned them and said to them, Why do you lodge outside the wall? If you do so again, I will lay hands on you. From that time on they did not come on the Sabbath. Then I commanded the Levites that they should purify themselves and come and guard the gates, to keep the Sabbath day holy. Remember this also in my favor, O my God, and spare me according to the greatness of your steadfast love. In those days also I saw the Jews who had married women of Ashdod, Ammon, and Moab. And half of their children spoke the language of Ashdod, and they could not speak the language of Judah, but only the language of each people. And I confronted them, and cursed them, and beat some of them, and pulled out their hair. And I made them take an oath in the name of God, saying, You shall not give your daughters to their sons, or take their daughters for your sons, or for yourselves. Did not Solomon king of Israel sin on account of such women? Among the many nations there was no king like him, and he was beloved by his God, and God made him king over all Israel. Nevertheless, foreign women made him to sin." Shall we then listen to you and do all this great evil and act treacherously against our God by marrying foreign women? And one of the sons of Jehoiada, the son of Eliashib, the high priest, was the son-in-law of Sambalat the Horonite. Therefore I chased him from me. Remember them, O my God, because they have desecrated the priesthood and the covenant of the priesthood and the Levites. Thus I cleansed them from everything foreign, and I established the duties of the priests and the Levites, each in his work and I provided for the wood offering at appointed times and for the first fruits. Remember me, oh my God, for good. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at part at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.